Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome. We are talking about something that is frankly a little uncomfortable, a little challenging, shall we say. We are talking about boundaries and saying no. And all of our brain have so, we have so many stories, we have so many thoughts about how good or not so great we are at setting boundaries, upholding boundaries, even what boundaries mean, what it means to uphold the boundaries. Um, And also is saying no a boundary. So we're going to talk about what a definition. We're going to talk about if someone is hurt or upset by the boundaries, are they selfish? Why saying no is necessary at times? And really, we're going to continue this conversation on how to use our core values to be clear about um, what we will or won't do and how we can align those with um, our boundaries. So let's just be super clear here and and let's let's define this. A boundary is what you will do if a person continues a behavior that you do not like, that you do not want, that is a violation of um, a a specific physical boundary, emotional boundary. Boundaries define who we are and who we are not. They impact all areas of our lives. And so we have those physical boundaries. They establish who may touch us, under what circumstances, what it looks like, how it happens. We have mental boundaries, which allow us to own our own thoughts and opinions. Um, instead of taking on the thoughts and um, of others, we have emotional boundaries, which require us to own our emotions and not to take on the emotions of others. Um, so I just offer these to you just to give you an understanding that not all boundaries are created equal and not all about ba- when we're talking about boundaries, um, it's really what we will do. So we can communicate our boundaries or we don't have to, but please note this. And I think this is the most challenging piece of this conversation. A boundary is not you telling the other person how to behave. So, so often we say like, I don't want you to do that. That's not a boundary. A boundary is if you do this, then I will take action. If you take this action, then I will take this action. It's not like force. It's not telling someone. Boundary setting should be unbiased. It should be non-reactive. It is um, 
an idea that you have ahead of time. So we tell someone, and this is super simple to understand, that if you come onto my property, I will call the cops. If you hit my car, physical damage, we're thinking, you know, like physically, I will call the cops. If you hit me, I will leave. These are, um, those are some, those are pretty cut and dry, um, apart from the, if you hit me, I will leave. You know, I work um, at, uh, I, I am on the board of a local domestic violence shelter in Wichita, Kansas. It is not that easy. Those boundary violations and saying those boundaries come with a lifetime of thoughts and emotions. So I don't want you to think that we just say a boundary and it's super simple. We'll just follow through with it. No, there is so much that goes behind the scenes prep work that we have to do, recognition of who we are and how we should be treated, and also knowing that we can't control the other. Um, I, I use this one. If you yell at the kids, I will take them and go to the park to let you cool down. That is a boundary. I will take them and keep them safe. So you saying, if you do this, then I will take care of the needs of myself. I will take care of the needs of my children. Or like if you are in public, if someone is yelling at you in public, you will remove yourself from the situation. That's a boundary. You don't need to say, listen, if anybody yells at me in a public space, I'm out of here. But um, I would hold that. For example, if I were to ever run for office, I would never allow anybody to speak ill of my family, to speak ill, and people do this in politics now, right? This is the way that we attack um, a person's politics is, is by attacking their character. It's obscene to me, but I would say I'm not, oh, it's, it's not okay if you continue to attack my children, I will no longer participate in this, uh, this, this debate, this thing. So it's, it's really like, this is what I will do. Because we can't tell someone, don't attack my children. We can't tell someone, like, stop being rude. Because people have to take control of their own situations. But we can own our behaviors on the other side of that. Adults can say and do whatever they want. And we truly do not have any control over them until they cross a physical, emotional, or um, mental boundary. And even then, we're not in charge of them. We're in charge of us. We're controlling ourselves. We're controlling our thoughts, our emotions, our actions. We're removing ourselves from the situation. And, and we know this, that our, our physical being, our boundaries need to be communicated. We don't want to be touched in that way. We don't, like, all of this needs to be clarified. And we um, do this with children so often, is that we teach them how to advocate for their own physical boundaries. I don't like that touch that you tell an adult, you do all of the things, but are we telling them how to advocate for their own emotional boundaries? 
Are we teaching them how to take ownership of their emotions and not putting that on someone else? And I think this also comes down to um, how we parent. How do we model boundaries for our children? How do we show up for them and show them what it's like to be in the world and to have boundaries or let people walk all over our boundaries. And that's another thing is that we don't let people walk over us. They choose to do something and we have a choice in response to that. And it is that we aren't allowing them. We're just, how do we stand up for ourselves? Um, Some people have boundaries around swearing. I know parents have boundaries around swearing. Some don't. Some swear in front of their kids. Some uh, kids are allowed to cuss. It is a, um, in my family, we do, we try to not say, oh my God, we say, oh my God, all the time. But it is, um, for some of our family members, it's really hard to hear that. Um, and their, their boundary, they, they try to control us and say, um, you can't say that. Or they could say, I'm going to um, leave the room if you're saying things like that. I do that with my children. Um, I have a boundary that you can, ha- this is a statement in our family. You can have your feelings, but your feelings cannot be used to hurt people. Your feelings cannot be weapons with my children. So my boundary is if you use shouting, if you use hitting, if you use force, I will remove myself from the situation and I will give you all the tools to calm down and I will will come back when you no longer are aggressive. That is my boundary. Now I help my children maintain their emotional experience, but they're kids, right? And we all have the, we all flip our lids and we all need help regulating our emotions with our prefrontal cortex. But I will not be physically violated um, and not have my physical boundary overtaken. Now, You guys know, having um, learned in behavioral psych, I know how to mant people. I think all parents should. Um, One time, Chris, my loving husband, was trying to get Theo in the bath. This was a while back. And he was trying to talk to Theo, trying to encourage him. And I just picked Theo up, put him in the bath, because Chris had tried. And it was his time to get in the bath and he knew that he had advanced warning. Um, and so I, I just casually just picked him up and he did it. So I think sometimes that, um, we, we, this is such a conversation around control and how, um, we try to control others. And I see it often is like telling your spouse that they can't yell at the kids. Well, that's dictating your manual for how they should behave, how they should act, or that's not a boundary. 
A boundary, remember, is what you are going to do. So what are you going to do? Because you can't control when they're anger. You guys know I love to tell the story is that I'm okay with people having their feelings in my time and the way I want them to have their feelings, right? And so um, oftentimes when my husband gets upset about something, I'm like, you don't have we don't have time for you to have emotions about this or get sad or angry. Um, and so we want to control others' emotional responses around us. I think that um, we could say, if you don't help around the house, I will no longer pick up your mess. But here's the deal. We say, no, we couldn't, absolutely couldn't do that. We could, but it's a choice for us not to. I think that's where we decide um, that we aren't capable of letting a mess go, for example. You totally can. It's your choice not to. Uh, This is where it also gets confusing. People come to me and tell me that they're going to start standing up for themselves by setting boundaries. But it really goes back to looking at their thoughts and emotions. Are they upset and reactive? Is it the idea that someone else is in control of how I think and feel? So I'm letting this person by their histronics or their being upset about something make me feel bad. So I'm choosing to let their emotional experience make me feel bad. And we want to use this false idea of boundaries so that we can control others. Like, I I, I can't let him do that. But if we let people be who they are and we fully step into who we are, we don't need to stand up for ourselves. We just are ourselves. We don't need boundaries. We just stand up for ourselves. We are, like, we just do it naturally. Boundaries are are not, are not necessary. You don't need to go around saying, my boundary is. Now, if it's a habitual reaction on someone else's part, let's say that you have a family member that always wants to put you down. And that family member feels bad about themselves. So they need to put you down to like, it's that emotional release valve. I feel shame. I'm going to blame someone and I'll feel better for a short amount of time. Right? Well, you can say, I'm not going to let you speak to me that way. If you continue to criticize me, whatever. I'm just not going to let you speak to me. That is loving. That is loving yourself, loving the other person, instead of just assuming that they know that you're not going to allow them to let them speak to you that way. You're being so clear, crystal clear, what you will allow and what you won't allow and what you will do as a result. So we are doing this, um, people love to tell us how to live our lives, right? 
people love to criticize. It's easier to criticize someone else's life than look at your own life, right? Um, what we despise in others, we normally despise in ourselves. But for others to communicate how they think you should act isn't really a boundary. Like it's not really a boundary violation. You can let them say their piece. Like I'm always like, oh, bless you. You think you have a voice on this. You think you have an idea about this. You can talk all you want, but I own, I know that you can't make me feel any way. I'm going to choose to take ownership of how I feel and not let you step over my boundary, my emotional boundary. And I will do this if you do that. If you violate, if you try to control my, how I feel, I'm, I'm not going to allow you to do so. And I think so often we think no is a boundary. Saying no is a boundary. And yes, a Yes, it is. But a boundary is really what you will do if someone does something. So you can say no, and it's just a no. Like, I, I think that we think boundary settings, like, you got to be like, this is, this is my lane, and I have to protect it. And I, you, I've got to tell you no all the time. So that no, saying no is just saying no, you aren't going to take ownership of someone else's feelings, you're just saying no. And if they don't listen to your no, then you take action with a, with a boundary. That is a boundary. Um, and let's be clear here, and we've talked about this time and time again, sweet friends, because I know this. So many of us are afraid to say no. We don't say no in an effort to control how the other person thinks of us. You want others to like us, approve of us. I mean, it's hard to say no. We'd rather not have to deal with the other person's reaction, right? We spend a lot of time saying yes when we mean no in a way to manipulate or control how other people feel about us, right? And so often we have to learn and practice saying no. We've practiced yeses all of our lives. What if you had to account for every yes and every no in your life, sweet friends? What are you saying yes to? What are you saying no to? And how are your no's or yeses in line with your core values and how are those, your, your boundaries in line with your core values? But I don't want to get confused that saying no is frankly not a boundary. Saying no is just taking care of us. I have to say no to spending so I can say yes to more abundance, or I have to say no to this volunteer thing so I can say yes to more time with my family. And so I think about it in the context of really like, where are you, if you're thinking, let's do it in the, the context of time, right? If you, so if you say, 
this is how much time I have. This is, this is what I have to do towards this. It's not a boundary. It's just a statement of fact. But if someone says, oh, but I have questions, I need more of your time. And you say, I'm sorry, I, I only have this amount of time. And then I have to end the call or the coffee chat or I don't know. I have to go on to do something else. What, what is that? What is that doing? How are you feeling when you're doing that? Are, is that coming from like, I'm taking care of me. I'm taking care of my needs. Um, I, I, it's, is this alignment with how you want to, to be? Is this alignment with how you want to spend your time, your, your priorities, your things? I think about it like this. Um, so, so often we're, we um, tell others, even when it comes down to, let's say, our, our boundaries when it, with news programming right? Um, you can decide that there, there can be, you can watch the news, right? But if it gets, if it goes too far, if it's too graphic, you turn off um, the channel and people may not like it, but your boundary is. But what happens when your boundary butts up against someone else's boundary? Like you're going to do this. If this happens, they're going to do this. If that happens, you need to allow them their own, to own their own process. And now some people don't do the emotional work to take ownership and you have to know that. But you cannot control others with your boundaries. It's, it's, it's just taking care of you. Other people are in charge of their own thoughts and emotions and experiences. You yourself are in charge of your thoughts, emotions, actions, and results. That is it, sweet people. So I invite this. This is, this is a rough topic, right? Like, we know that we have this one life, right? We've got our core values. How are we living in alignment with those values? How are our priorities, our commitments in line? And then what happens when someone is, is asking more of us, is not doing something that, we, that is in line with our core values? Then we make a decision in our mind to take ownership. I do not like this. That's the thought. The action is... I feel uncomfortable, or the emotion is I feel uncomfortableness. The action is I, I leave, or I take a break, or I take a nap. So I want you to understand that you take a breath, that, that we are not called to react or overreact by anybody else. We make the choice too. I think um, boundary setting is proactive and it is agreed upon in advance in your mind. Oftentimes boundaries cannot be reactive because you know if someone does something, you will do something 
in response. And, and we will often say like, they stepped all over my boundary, they, right? No, you just didn't take action. You didn't, you didn't fulfill your side of if you do this, then I will do this. It's those if then plans. I often think that we need to have those for ourselves as well. But that's another podcast, sweet friends. Okay, so if you have questions about this, this is not, this is the first introduction. And this is a really challenging topic because all I want to do is tell you all the psychological theories behind it. But I'm just going to briefly introduce it and we're going to keep digging into this topic because I think this is so different than what we are told um, or what pop psychology introduces to us as it relates to boundaries. But the, the point of this is saying, the only person you can control is you, even your children. You can't control whether they're gonna have an epic meltdown. You can't control whether they're gonna have a teenage size fit. But what you can do is how you respond in reaction to that. If you do this, then I will ask you to go to your room and calm down. I will ask you to have some space until you are ready to talk to me in a calm manner. So sweet friends, uh, I am so thankful for each and every one of you. Are there boundaries that you have tried to set up that might be uh, challenging for you? What does it look like? What is it? How are you doing? Checking in. We often beat ourselves up because we think that um, it's our fault when things don't happen or when people don't, or our spouses, our extended families don't do the things we want them to do. Um, we are dealing with this in a real way in our family um, as it relates to the vaccine, uh, the COVID vaccine um, for a greater, greater family. One family member won't get it and the greater family um, doesn't feel comfortable. Um, and so we've had to have real conversations that if you don't do this, totally fine. It's your choice. You're an adult. No one is forcing you to do anything, but then this will happen. And those are tough conversations because we can't be in control of how anybody else feels. All we can do is, is own our thoughts, our emotions, our actions. Okay, sweet friends, have a great and courageous week. I'll see you next week. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.